Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to our Wednesday night Bible class. We're podcasting a Bible study for on Wednesday evenings, posted at the same time that the Sunny Slope Church of Christ meets at 6.30 each, sun, each Wednesday evening. We, we do that for those who cannot be with us. Now, we know that there are some even in the Omaha area who cannot be with us at that particular time, but they want to be in God's Word. We know that others are listening across the country and literally around the world. They want to study God's Word. They want to learn more of those rich teachings and truths that God has communicated to us through the written Word by the inspired writers whom He has chosen and the Holy Spirit guided to write down God's very Word, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16. So we're thankful to have the opportunity, the ability, and the means to be able to broadcast, to be able to teach God's Word on such a widespread basis through the medium of the internet and by means of these podcasts. We're thankful you're there. We're thankful that you want to learn. And we pray that our time together is a blessing to you as well as to us. Now, we would encourage you to share these, these studies with everybody you can. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means, but share with people you know. You know people who need to grow in their faith. You know people who need to come closer to God, who need to start thinking about their soul's salvation and eternity. Help them by getting them into God's Word through these studies. Share with your friends, your family members, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can, with everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. That'll be a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. Also tell everybody to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com, and click on the podcast button, sign up for our podcasting. Now it's free. It always will be free. And when they do that, they will automatically receive to their smart device, whether that's their phone or computer or whichever one they choose, they will automatically receive our Wednesday night Bible class, our Sunday morning Bible class, all of our sermons, and a daily radio program Monday through Friday that we call Search the Scriptures. And a short Bible study, only about 13 minutes each day, but it's seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word and thereby helping keep us focused on our relationship with God and also upon our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. And we call that short study every day today's Bible class. So tell everybody you can. And again, it's always free. Now we're going to get back into our study in the book of Jude. And I've been emphasizing how <clears throat> this one chapter book, very short, it, it really is focused primarily, I believe, on, it, on really encouraging people who are true faithful followers of God or those who want to be true faithful followers of God to make sure that what they're being taught by people who are supposedly teaching God's Word is really the truth of God's Word. A whole lot of false teachers out there, a whole lot of disagreements and contradictions in teaching between different religious groups. And I'm not talking about religious groups such as Islam and Buddhism and, and, and you know, Shintoism and, and all those kinds of, of, of uh, religious beliefs that are not Christian. I'm talking about a whole lot of disagreement and contradictory teachings between those who would claim to be Christians and using the Bible as their source book for what they're supposed to be teaching. 
tremendous, tremendous disagreement and, and confusion over what it really is that God's Word says. Well, Jude talks about false teachers. Now, remember, we looked at verses 3 and 4, where he wrote, Beloved, now he's writing this to Christians. He's writing this to members of the Lord's church. So he says, Beloved, I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation. I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. Now, the faith is simply God's word. It's the Bible. Now, if you want to zero in in a more focused way, it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. But basically, the whole Bible is pointing either to Christ's coming, talking about how he has come, or talking about, okay, now we're waiting for him to come back in the final day of judgment. And the church is now established because he came to do that during his public ministry upon this earth. And so basically when he says the faith, he's talking about the teachings of God's word. So he says, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. Now that word contend is active, and it really is is talking about an uh, an active confrontation. Basically, and it's not talking about physical contra- confrontation. Not talking about having a fist fight or even you know going to war physically. But it's talking about standing up for the truth in a straightforward fashion, not backing down from what the truth really says. And notice also that, that Jude says this truth, God's word, the truth of the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, it was once for all delivered to the saints. So there's not going to be any more Bible coming down from heaven. We've got it right here. This is the, the sum total of God's word communicated to mankind in written form. The Bible is complete. Verse 4 again for certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turned the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, there are a whole lot of people out there teaching against Christ. In fact, and this may sound incredible, but there are some who would claim to be Christian teachers, preachers, pastors, who would, well, they would, they would portray some doubt, some skepticism as to whether we could really believe that Jesus went to the cross, or maybe having believed that he went to the cross, that he really rose from the grave, or maybe these supposed Christian teachers, they would question as to whether or not we could really believe the, the creation account in Genesis chapter 1. Or maybe, you know, even believe the Bible as a whole, that we can really have confidence that that's God's word. Now, these are people who would call themselves believers, who would call themselves Christians in some shape, form, or fashion. And yet they they paint all this skepticism. They're false teachers is what they are. And Jude is talking about that. You know, they're, they're false teachers. And when you start teaching something that is 
contrary to what the scriptures teach, whether you're adding something to the Bible or taking something away from the Bible, Revelation 22, verses 18 and 19, that's no longer, that's no longer God's word that you're teaching. You're teaching your word now. And so we need to always stand guard against false teachers. We need to be on alert all the time. Because Jesus said in John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32, if you abide in my word, if you live by my teachings, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And he identifies what that truth is in chapter 17 of John. In verse 17, he prays to the Father, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And Peter talks about that, that same recognition of God's word being the truth. In, in uh, 1 Peter chapter, chapter 1, and uh, we've read this before, but I want to read it again. And so he says in verse 22, 1, 1 Peter chapter 1, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God which lives and abides forever. God's word is that truth which leads us to salvation in Jesus Christ and ultimately then to eternal life with him in heaven. So it's no wonder that the Apostle Paul instructed, encouraged, admonished, exhorted in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 to study or be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing or handling correctly the word of truth, God's word. So Jude is forceful here and repetitive, very pointed in this one chapter letter, warning against false teachers and false teachings. I want to read a little bit further here, and it, it really incorporates further than just somebody standing with the Bible in his hand and supposedly teaching God's Word, but actually teaching falsely, teaching error. In verses 5, 6, and 7, Jude goes on and he says, but I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe, and the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their, abode, their, their own abode, he reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a smaller manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Well, interesting. So he's really covering here a couple of different bases, but in a way they're connected. Now, first, in, in verses 3 and 4, he's talking about outright false teachers. And then in verses 5, 6, and 7, he's talking about people who at one time believed in God and maybe followed him faithfully, but then their faith weakened, or maybe it just went away altogether. They just stopped believing altogether. And when you remove God from your life, you're going to naturally 
naturally, automatically enter into a sinful lifestyle of one kind or another. It's an automatic because you cannot live in a vacuum spiritually. There's no such thing as a spiritual vacuum. God is either going to be your guide and your focus in your life spiritually or the devil, one or the other. And if you remove God from your life, the devil's automatically going to move right in. And there's no denying that. Now, you may say, no, 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 no. Well, no, it's yes, 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 yes. That's the way it is. You, When God is not in your life, the devil is. But what James wrote in James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, he says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So you see, there's no room in the life of an individual who is walking faithfully and consistently and obediently with God for the devil to be there. But if you're not walking in such a way with God, the devil is automatically going to be there in your life. He's going to move in. He's going to move in. Now, false teaching, how serious is that? Is, is that something we should just give a wink and a nod to and just kind of blow off? Not at all. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, interesting verse here. I, I want us to, to look at that and consider what the Apostle Paul writes here. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and I want us to read verse 6. And here the Apostle Paul wrote, However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God. Now, wisdom. But Paul is writing this to the church at Corinth, so writing this to Christians again. And he says, we need to exhibit, we need to live by, we need to grow spiritually into maturity, and we need to speak wisdom and live by the wisdom that is godly wisdom, that is from God, not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we need to speak, we need to, we need to seek, and we need to live by the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God. Now, he wrote that almost 2,000 years ago, and he was differentiating between godly wisdom and worldly wisdom. The basic truth of that distinction is just as stark today as it was then. In fact, from my observation, it seems to be getting worse. It seems to be becoming more and more of a differentiation. I know that a lot of people have thought about the United States of America being a quote-unquote Christian nation. It was never a Christian nation. Now, a nation wherein most people identified themselves as being Christians in one way or another, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say that would, would have been accurate. Maybe still accurate to some degree today, but a Christian nation, no, we're, we're basically a secular nation but a nation that, that for a long time, for many, many, many decades, had a mindset of believing in God and relying upon God for guidance in their lives. But that's becoming less and less the case, less and less the case. Um, 
studies are, are showing repeatedly that more and more people are not regular churchgoers, if you want to put it that way, that more and more people are becoming skeptics, agnostics, atheists. I even saw one study just just recently that, that said that between, I believe it was 2021 and 2023, that the percentage of people who trusted religion has decreased, and it was extremely low in the first survey, and it's gotten even lower, and I'm talking about below 20%. Now, that's incredible. That's incredible. That's the that's how much effect the devil has had on our nation and the evidence is all around us hatred violence wickedness evil abounds and it seems to be getting worse and worse you have people who are pushing people in influential circles who are pushing our culture to change its mindset and accept as being righteous and good lifestyles that have always been wicked and sinful and recognized as such. But you have a small percentage of people now who are pushing, and they are in positions of influence to shape our culture, and they're pushing that we change the mindset of our culture to basically accept evil as being good. And if you speak out against that, then you're painted as being evil. So you see, it's absolutely upside down. Well, we need to understand when we talk about the wisdom of the world, generally speaking, you better be careful because generally speaking, it is not really godly wisdom. So false teaching, false beliefs. In 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse, I want us to look at 2 Peter chapter 2 and and first uh, verses 1 through 4, but then I want to go back, uh, go, go down a little bit deeper and look at verse 18 as well. First, 2 Peter chapter 2 and first let's look at verses 1 through 4. And here Peter wrote, but there were also false prophets among the people, even as there, were, as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord. Now, remember what I just said about people who claim to be Christians, and yet eh, they're skeptical about everything we read about, in, about Jesus and the Scriptures, maybe can't believe it all, maybe some of it's fanciful and so on, like the resurrection, did he really arise from the dead? Uh, yeah, he did. But you, you have some who might claim to be Christians out there, or at least believers in God and in Jesus, to start questioning, yeah, can we really believe that, or is that something that was just made up? Uh, no, we can believe it. In fact, it's the truth, and we should believe it. But notice again how Peter puts this. There will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways, because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. 
You see, people get into positions of influence and they lead a lot of people to follow them. And the way of truth? <laughs> be blasphemed. Because people will see the inconsistency. You claim to be Christians, you claim to be a believer in God, a believer in Jesus, and you're acting this way, you're teaching these kinds of things. You see, it's contradictory to the truth. He goes on in verse 3, he says, By covetousness they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly, and delivered righteous Lot, who is oppressed by this by, by this conduct of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation and reserve the just, the unjust, for punishment for the day of judgment. And then let's drop down to verse 18. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. While they promise liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. Now, do you get the message there? Do you get the broad picture? False teachers, they lead people into error, into false beliefs, into teachings and beliefs that contradict what the scriptures actually say. Now, why do they do that? Well, some of them are sincere in what they believe. They've just, they're just sincerely wrong. They've been taught something or they have studied something and they've come to believe it, but it's not the truth. But they're out there and they become influential, maybe even charismatic in reaching people and leading them to follow what they're saying. Now, that becomes easier when most people really don't know much Bible to begin with. And I'm afraid that's the sad case in our country right now and around the world. So if you're not studying God's word, then you, don't, you, you can't recognize as easily the error from the truth. And, but these false teachers then, they, they lure people in. Now maybe they, they, they just give a good appearance, maybe they're charismatic in their presentation, maybe they're forceful and, and what they say sounds authoritative, but it's false, it's not true but they're leading people to follow them. Now those may be, to some extent, those who sincerely believe what they're teaching, although it is absolutely false. Or maybe there are grains of truth in it, but the basic message is contradictory to the truth. But then there are others who they want a following for 
personal gain. They want to be able to have a whole lot of people contributing money to them so that they can live a luxurious lifestyle. So some false teachers are not just sincerely wrong in what they believe and teach. They're just outright frauds. They just want a following. They want, they want financial gain from getting a large group of people to follow them and support them. To some extent, it may be also that it, that, that it really feeds into their ego and makes them feel important. Well, regardless of the motivation, we need to recognize false teachers for what they are, and that's false teachers. There's an interesting text along this line, and it's, again, straightforward. We find that in, in Titus chapter 1 and verse 9, and here Titus or Paul is writing to Titus, and he's giving him instructions to pass on to the church, the churches where he is working at that time and teaching. And so we look at Titus chapter 1, and I want us to look at verse 9. And here Paul writes, holding fast the faithful word as, they, as he has been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine, that is true teaching, both to exhort and convict those who contradict. For there are many insubordinate, both idle talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole households, teaching things which they ought not for the sake of dishonest gain. See, what would you do if you knew that your doctor was prescribing for you? Or let's, let's you know, extend it. Your pharmacist was supposedly filling prescriptions that were meant to help you get well or make you be well, to make you healthy, but he was putting in the pill bottles or the, the liquid bottles, something that was just sugar pills or just sugar water. They weren't the medication at all, but he was selling it for the full price. It was deceptive. It was a lie. What would you do? You'd expose that individual, wouldn't you? You'd certainly stay away from that pharmacy. You'd stay away from that doctor if he was trying to prescribe medications that you did not need, but he was getting a kickback on it. You wouldn't want to go to such a person because you recognize that person is dishonest. He's evil. Well, even more important is that we make sure that those who are supposedly teaching us the Bible are teaching us the truth of God's Word and that they are not deceiving us, or even if they're sincere in what they're teaching, that they're not teaching error. And for sure that they're not doing it for dishonest gain. Remember again what Jesus said in John 8 and verse 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. 
and we are responsible for knowing the truth. And that's what we're talking about in this study. That's why we're studying God's word so deeply and so specifically and thoroughly. Let's stop and pray. Father, help us to recognize our need to be diligent students of your word. And help us, Father, to study diligently and learn the truth of your word, the true teachings, and to not be taken in by false teachers and false teachings. Help us to help people around us see that truth. And please defeat the devil and the false teachers he, lo- he uses to lead people astray. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.